RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. It's episode five of the MJ Morning Show podcast as we get close to Christmas 2019. A little bonus at the end of today's podcast. We're going to go to the archives. We've got a classic crotchety old man, crotchety Christmas call, which is a classic. People always mention this, and that'll be at the very end of the podcast. A lot of stuff today. In fact, a surprise guest from the old MJ Morning Show team. Fester, great to see you again. Froggy, great to see Froggy, why are you why are you staring at Fester? Oh, uh, <laughs> the beads of sweat are you talking about coming down his <laughs> fat forehead? Dude, oh, come on. It's not hot. Not hot, it's, but he's sweating so much right now. Right. Two things. One, it's a little clammy in here. <laughs> Two, I had to walk up and down the stairs twice today right before the podcast, so my heart rate's a little accelerated and I'm perspiring a lot. You know, Fester, I didn't even think I was going to get to this on the podcast today, but since you just opened the door, why the hell not? Did you guys hear about the new TLC series that they just announced, like, yesterday? What is it, some crap reality program? Well, first of all, what happened to TLC? Remember when TLC used to be the learning channel? It used to be educational, and then it became what all this reality stuff. You guys watch the Pimple Popper show? <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper is great. <laughs> First of all, she's hot, isn't she? She's attractive, and she pops pimples like all nobody's right. You know business. what? I, I've seen some video clips of that. Uh, I've seen excerpts. I have not watched an episode. That's some pretty nasty crap, guys. It's amazing. It's a fascinating show. Anyway, TLC, they just announced Hot and Heavy. Do you know what Hot and Heavy's about? <laughs> a dating show. No, it's, it's not a dating show, but... It's it's about couples. Fester, what do you think? Hot. So you guys didn't see this yet. I, I haven't, but I'm surprised I haven't gotten a casting invitation. Well, it has to be. Then it has to be fat people. If he keeps on talking about. Is it, it about good-looking fat people or full-figured models or something right. like that? TLC just rolled out the trailer for Hot and Heavy. It's coming. I think in January. The series Hot and Heavy is going to be about mixed weight relationships. Chubby chasers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's skinny guys and fat girls? So it's mixed, mixed weight relationships, men who love plus-sized women. That is no joke. They are out there. That is, a, that is a crew of guys who have a very particular taste. Well, this is not new. I mean, over the years of the MJ Morning Show, this came up. I mean, it had to come up a dozen times. We talked about this a lot, and that's when we first heard of and we used the term chubby chasers, I mean, years ago. Haven't you guys seen my 600-pound life? It's always a 600-pound woman, and then there's a skinny guy taking care of her. And he is skinny because he can't eat, (laughs) because she eats everything. Well, it's funny you bring up that show because some of the people have commented regarding TLC. And hold on, I'll get to that in a second. It's going to follow three couples, Joy and Chris, Kristen and Rusty, and Adriana and Ricardo. Three one-hour episodes, and it's going to deal with, like, the public judgment. I'm looking at, I don't know who this is. I'm looking at a promo shot from TLC, and this guy is, like, totally buff and fit. 
like uh, you know, some kind of gym rat, and his wife, or I, I guess they're a couple. I his guess they're lover, married. Yeah, his lover. Yeah, she's uh, pretty large. You know what? If you're really into fitness, that's a great way to save some money on some gym memberships <laughs> because you can lift her big ass all day. All yeah. right, here's an example. Kristen's size is 329.4 pounds, and Rusty says, I wouldn't mind if she was a little bigger. That's right. Give me a 350 nifty, baby. So TLC put the trailer online on Twitter, and then a bunch of comments rolled in, and there were a lot of negative comments. Frog, you brought up that My 600-Pound Life. People actually tweeted out, what's with TLC and morbidly obese people? I can understand my 600-pound life because they actually want to help, but morbid obesity is not to be celebrated. Here's another one. Excuse me, TLC, this is not healthy. You should not be promoting it. Thank you. Here's another one. Quit glamorizing obesity. Here's a positive one. We're all attracted to different people. I'm going to love this show, according to another tweet. Yeah, good for TLC for promoting obesity. I'm all for it. And they also have midget shows, if you don't know. TLC has midget shows. Now they have a whole plethora of fat people shows. They also have shows of people with, like, a lot of kids. (laughs) Yeah. Like, 50 kids. They cover it all. Didn't Dave the Dwarf once try out for some kind of show for dwarfs on television? Yeah. Yes. What was that? Yes, he... He, he had he's had several acting roles. I think he was even approached about a couple of reality shows until they realized he's amazingly boring. <laughs> and you know <laughs> Dave Dave is not amazingly boring. He kinda is. Mister, come on. Dave's in a bad health situation. And now you what you're trying to beat him down mentally as well? I love Dave the dwarf. Dude, you got a piece of napkin stuck to your sweaty head. Can you get that, please? <laughs> it's a little warm in the studio, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so, uh, Froggy's commented about my shirt. He, he was right before the show. He said, "That's a nice looking shirt. I'm wearing a work shirt right now. I just came from my, you know, my my workshop. This shirt came from right the second fattest employee <laughs> at the RV store. It looks like a car cover. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. <laughs> the fattest. I'm oh, the man. second fattest. I'm the second fattest. Oh, hang on, Froggy. Did you just say that Fester's shirt looks like a car cover <laughs> or something you would tent a house with? <laughs> For some right. bug treatment. Now, Look now, at that thing, dude. Wait, now this is the tent thing that the exterminators <laughs> use when they termite tent your house? Look at it. Look how big it is. All right, so I work at the RV store, right? All right, Festa, first of all, that shirt is swimming on you. Right. I mean, you're a, you're a big guy, but that shirt is a tarp. The most comfortable <laughs> shirt I own is this one right here. There was a guy that worked in parts. Now, I'll tell you right now, I'm 312 pounds. All right? Are you, you really? Are? Yeah, I'm 312. 312. Right. This guy must have been 550. I mean, he was enormous, and he would talk to me about, like, fat guy issues, like, you know, bad knees and orthopedic (laughs) shoes and crap like that. And I'm like, why the hell are you talking to me about this? But he calls me up. He calls me up on the phone, right? I never talked to the guy outside of work. And he's like, oh, hey, this is Mark. And I'm like, "Uh, Mark who? He goes, Mark from the parts department. I'm like, oh, hey, Mark from the parts department. And he's like, listen, I I quit today, so... uh, just wanted to know if you wanted my shirts. And I, I'm, like, I'm like, why the why the hell are you calling me? This guy is over 200 pounds larger than you. Heavier. This guy right. couldn't he couldn't move. He had two canes. I think we got to remind folks that don't remember from episode one of the MJ Morning Show podcast revival series 
that Fester is now in the RV business and works for a very large RV retailer, a seller of RVs, and they have parts and service. So this guy, Mark, was in service, and he had a whole bunch of shirts, and he gave you his shirts. <laughs> Do you want my shirts? And I'm like, no, you fat son. And, I'm like, <laughs> and I, I feel myself getting angry. And, you know, I mean, he's a nice guy. I didn't want to be offensive. So I was like, you know what, Mark, I'll tell you what. Just leave the shirts at my desk. I'll be in after the weekend, and uh, thank you. And I hung up, never spoke to the guy again. So I get to work, and there's all these dirty shirts <laughs> with food on it, and it smelled like aqua velva. And I just took it, and I, I, I just took it, and I was going to throw it away when I got home. So I bring it home, and I, I put it down, and my wife washes them. She didn't know. She just washed it. They clog the washing so, machine. No, but clogged. she washed it, and then I, I put. She's folding it, and she's like, "When'd you get this?" And I was like, "That's the fat Mark shirt. Throw well, it didn't away." She didn't. She realize that the shirts were larger than the typical shirts that you have at the time. It's all laundry on the floor. She didn't know when she's folding it. She's like, "What the heck is this?" She goes, "Hey, just try it on." And I tried it on, and it's huge. And she goes, "You know, that shirt's not so disgusting on you, Fester. You could have." A wedding under that shirt on a rainy Florida Saturday. I could, and it is actually the most comfortable shirt I own. I have four of them, all Fat Mark's shirts. So if you're listening, Fat Mark, thank you. It's funny that he looked to you to be his fat apprentice, like you're the second in charge of fat guys. There's no other fat employees there. It was Fat Mark, then me, and... All skinny hey, Fester, people. I think you commented on this. You saw Julian's picture that he took at Target, right? Too funny, man. It, That's that funny. Was, that was pretty funny. I mean, Julian obviously following in my footsteps. Uh, Julian is at a boarding school in Connecticut. And the school, they do little trips to Walmart or Target, you know, to go get things on the weekends. So Julian was at Target, and he noticed the whole display of all of these monogrammed Christmas stockings, a whole wall of them uh, at Target. So different letters, you know, every letter, A through Z, so people can get their initial on a stocking. So Julian said he was bored, and I don't know how the hell this popped up into his head, (laughs) but Julian arranged the stockings on this wall at Target to say, Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) Too funny. <laughs> the meme. Too funny. It's true. Uh, well, what's true? He didn't kill himself. You I don't mean, think listen, Epstein killed himself? I can't get enough of it. I, I could watch every documentary about it. It's amazing. It's, so it's, are you obsessed with Jeffrey Epstein and I just his demise? It's just very convenient how it all happened. I think it's very interesting. It's a great story. I think it's going to make a great movie. Hold on. Hopefully. I think he's like one of the biggest pieces of crap to ever oh, walk yeah, the face yeah, of the yeah. earth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the guy, you know... The whole story is fascinating. Yeah, see, it's cool. Well, you know, a lot has emerged that it appears that the guy's business model was hooking the rich and famous and wealthy and powerful with these young underage girls and, you know, in the sex trafficking horror and then blackmailing these guys to get money or have them invest with him. That appears to be... One of the ways that he built up his fortune of what, like three, four, five hundred million dollars. Now that sounds shady. But I mean, a, uh, oh, you think? But yeah. effective. <laughs> but effective. But also with Epstein and the facilitators, the women. I mean, how did women in their twenties and thirties work for him? 
And how could they live with themselves in going to recruit like 14 and 15 and 16-year-old girls to be used like sex dolls by Epstein and this cadre of his sicko friends. How could these women, these facilitators, these recruiters, you know, there was one story how one of the recruiters for Epstein used to hang outside of a New York City high school a couple of blocks away from his house looking for Epstein's so-called type, and one of the girls that has come forward was like 15 years old when this woman started making conversation with her and then would come back a couple of days later. They built up this uh, rapport, and the next thing you knew, she, this like 16-year-old high school girl, was giving Jeffrey Epstein massages at his $50 million NYC townhouse. And the whole thing culminates with your son in the Target rearranging a couple of Christmas stockings. Hysterical. Epstein didn't kill himself. Incidentally, if you'd like to see it, if you just hit my Twitter feed, my Twitter feed is at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. And if you scroll down, you'll see the stockings at Target that Julian rearranged. You should make it your sticky post. Huh? You know, keep it at the top of your feed for a couple of weeks. Let people enjoy it. I can do it that. Through the I, holiday I can put season. A, I can do that. I can put that uh, as far. They call it a pin tweet, by the way. God, you guys are so cool. You yeah. know about it. A pin tweet? What the hell is that? I don't know. Hey, Festa, did you get the Uber driver fart smell out of your clothes? Oh. When did you Uber? <laughs> I Uber all the time. <laughs> I love Uber. I love Uber. I love right, it. Now, Fester told me this story. I'm like, oh, my God. You got to talk about this on the next podcast episode. So Fester was out on date night with Aww. his wife. And what you guys want? You get an Uber so you guys can enjoy some beverages, some adult beverages, and not have to worry about. Uh, that's very responsible, so you're not having to worry about you know getting close to a, a DUI point. Between the the lack of parking and, and the paying for the parking, it's a really a better deal just to Uber down there and get back. Right. You have a couple of drinks, you're fine. So where do you guys go? We went downtown. Uh, the Armature Works. Oh yeah, Armature Works is cool. That's it's you know, massive and you know tons of the parking there. Sometimes it gets really jammed up. Obviously, hey, you know what's great? You know what is awesome? Little plug. Friends of mine, they own uh, Roca, which is right across from Armature Works. Unbelievable, fresh Italian. You got to make a reservation though. Roca, right across from Armature Works. And it is amazing. I, I was there just after they opened, and even like on day four, they were like knocking it out of the park. Anyway, all right. So you go to Armature Works on date night, you get an Uber, and this guy can't stop blowing them out. I call, I, oh. I, 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 pull, I pull out my phone. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's getting ready. I'm like, honey, the guy will be here in eight minutes. I can track where he is. You know? Yeah, that's how it works. Right, I know. He, Uber. he pulls up to my house. We get into the back of the car, and it's a nice car. It was like a. It was like a Chrysler 300, you know, so that's a pretty nice Uber car. And we're sitting back there, all the windows are rolled up, and... Oh, <laughs> where did that come from? Non-stop. Non-stop. Oh, it would be a little more muffled, and probably. You know the, the index finger thumb pinch that your wife gives you on your knee? like you're sitting, yeah. She gives me the pinch on my knee, and she's like, stop it. And I'm like, it's not me. All right, oh, wait a second. All right, hold on. I, I just started playing the sound effects, but this guy was not making noise? He was SBD. Silent, Silent but deadly. He's farting his head off, 
And I'm getting the pinch on my left leg. I'm sitting behind him. Oh. And my wife's like, would you cut it out? And I'm like, honey, it's not me. The car started smelling, and then Allison thought it was you? Did you try to roll down the window or what? (laughs) So Allison tries to roll the window down. The son of a bitch has the children's lock on. She can't roll her window down. We're trapped. It's torturing y'all. So she has to ask the guy, excuse me, can I roll down my window? And he cracks the window like an inch. But nothing's nothing's moving. So we had to ask him to roll down his window. And then we got a little... All of the crap smell finally got out of the car by the time we pulled up to Armature Works. We, she opens the door. She fell out. <laughs> she she fell out. Like, 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 like a like, naked like, gun movie? Like she was dead. Just <laughs> fell, out, fell out of the car. This is like a, a U.N. violation. Use of chemical weapons on your ride to Armature Works. So then I get a message from Uber. How yeah. was your ride? Yeah. Rate your driver. Yeah, no, you get that. That pops up on the app. It's like, rate you leave a tip. You how was your driver? He got a two. For, <laughs> for all the number twos that he took in the car. I had to write but a little get, comment. The guy you know, I was having me. fun. I was having fun with the sound effects, but they were all silent. You didn't hear any of these things. We didn't hear any of them, but this guy was blowing up this vehicle. Uh, you know, the question is, folks that think that they can do it into, like, cloth seats or that the foam in the seat is going to absorb it no it's not unless you've got like charcoal filters you know in your seat yeah he didn't have the charcoal filter option on this chrysler 300 man how was date night after that got off to a rough start but uh did you close the deal i got a little tipsy little tanked up (laughs) uh you know (laughs) how i roll passed on the couch by yourself (laughs) yeah Hey, guys, are the holiday packages starting to arrive at your house? Or are your wives nuts with, like, Amazon and all the Amazon Prime things showing up, all these boxes, like, every, uh, you know, eight minutes? Yeah, but she buys the crap for herself. We get Amazon packages every day to the house. Have you ever noticed that if it doesn't come via UPS or by U.S. Postal Service, that they have these contract drivers that show up at your house in the most beat-up crap box vehicles you've ever seen in your life? Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I have. I always expect that when that happens, I think they're coming to steal what's ever on my porch because <laughs> they look like just a, a horrible thief in a I, I first saw I, I first saw that at the radio station on Gandhi, that they'd pull up, because we had that big window on Gandhi at the old, you know, FLZ Radio Studios, and they'd pull up and they'd show up like in a 1999 Buick with you know, <laughs> it all rusted out on the bottom, and they'd get out with your package. It's like Laser Ship or something, one of these, you know, third-party vendor companies. I had a van show up at my place earlier this week, and I even I took a picture of it. That also is on my Twitter feed, at Todd Schnitt. You ought to give me a follow, folks. At T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. And this van was like some other company, and all the stickers, all the lettering is all peeled <laughs> off. The paint is falling off this van. There's all kinds of rust along the frame. I'm like, come on. Jeff Bezos is like one of the richest guys on the planet, even after the divorce and the wife took half and these van, they can't uh, they can't pay these independent vendors to drive around in nice vehicles. What the hell's going on? There's some rough looking uh, vehicles pulling up, dropping off Christmas presents. No question. Well, it's like you can't be an Uber if your car is a piece of crap, can you? 
I yeah, mean, you can't be an Uber. There's, I guess, there's Uber requirements, but no, you can yeah. be a delivery driver yeah. for Amazon. Hey, Froggy, dude, we're talking about. Amazon now, not Uber. We I'm were saying, done with farting Uber. I'm saying that if Amazon yeah. is such a huge company and if Uber has these kind of uh, regulations where, listen, you can't be an Uber if okay. your car looks like a dumper, yeah. you can't so, be an Uber. So why say, hey, you can't be an Amazon driver dropping off stuff in that humper? Actually, when you drive for Uber and Lyft, they inspect your car. So they have to look and see what kind of car you're using, and if it really is a chunk of crap, they reject you as a driver. Yeah, Jeff Bezos doesn't care. Just get my packages to the door. I don't care what that POS looks like. Are you ready for the old MJ Morning Show surprise mystery guest? I don't even know who this is. I'm excited. Yeah, Froggy doesn't know. We, we haven't even told Froggy. Fester arranged it. And Fester, you tracked him down, yes. and I haven't talked to him in years, and this is a guy that was very integral, uh, not just once, but twice in the MJ Morning Show. Let's get him on the phone. Hello. Is this Joey B? This is. This is the one and only. Oh, my God. Joey B, it's MJ and Froggy and Fester. Dude, how are you doing? Bro, nothing changes on this end. Drink my Bud Lights and live life out of 11, bro. That's the way it goes. <laughs> What's oh, up, Joey? Man. Come on, man. You think anything would change? <laughs> <laughs> Joey, how did I lose track? How did we fall out of touch, Joey? You know, nothing really different. Just life goes on. You know, you children, I had a... You know, try to become a doomsday prepper, and you know, life just happened. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Oh, Joey B, not once, but a two time executive producer of the MJ Morning Show. Joey B, are you saying you became a doomsday prepper? It's a long story, but you know, just life happens, and you know, no, 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 hold on, no, no. I, I want to know this story. Are you in a what, bunker? What, <laughs> yeah, that's, Froggy? That's that's a good question. Yeah, really. Froggy wants to know: Did you build a bunker? It, listen, those certain things you can't talk about because if and when it happens, the, the few of us that are going to be surviving have places to go. <laughs> you have buckets of seeds and food, don't you? <laughs> So, you know, but yeah, no, I'm still the same old, bro. Everything is good on my end. Where are you living now, if you could tell us, uh, unless you're afraid that people are going to rush this city to find your bunker? <laughs> well, you know, uh, the bunker's in Wisconsin, but that's besides the point. But uh, I am, uh, I, I'm on the transient. I live sometimes in Florida, sometimes in uh, New Jersey, where I'm originally from. Are you back in Kearney? No, 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 no. Well, really close. Really close. Um, my father, you know, oh my, my father, he moved, you know, in with his lady friend, and uh, they live in the town next to it called North Arlington. Joey B., after you left the MJ Morning Show the second time, yes. what have you been doing all these years? Well, I worked, you know, I went to, I went to, I went to Philadelphia, and I worked there for many years, and, uh, and now I'm still doing, I'm still producing and consulting, and I work, I've been working for a uh, morning show prep company for the past 10 years. That's fantastic. Hey, guys, if I were to play one soundbite that personifies Joey B, if I were to play one sound effect, what do you think it would be? Uh, don't we have a sound effect of Joey B just drunk rambling? 
No, that's not uh, what I'm looking oh. for, Fester. No, one soundbite. I'm talking about an excerpt of something that Joey B said that became a staple on the show that people, oh. when you mention Joey B, still bring this up. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, that, is that it? Oh, boy. Oofa. Joey, do you have any idea? Yeah, I, you know, I, I only got about seven brain cells left. So, you know, I mean, I'm hanging on to them for dear life here, you know? So Fester, do you don't know. know. I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm going to play it right now. Here it is. Okay. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Joey B. I saw a Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh you know what? You're the worst. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that is it, folks. I saw a Bigfoot. <laughs> Joey, more people still bring that up. When your name comes up, I saw a Bigfoot. That you swear that you saw a Bigfoot, like what, in like South Carolina at 3 o'clock in the morning? But I did see a Bigfoot <laughs> in South Carolina. <laughs> I, I, but I did. I mean, you know, why would you make something as stupid as that up? I mean, I, I told you I got out of the car to go to the bathroom. I heard something rustling to the, to the left on I-95. And there was a seven-foot slumbering, lumbering, Ape-looking thing walking across the road. Terry and the Hendersons, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I should have never opened my mouth. <laughs> That's the Joey we missed. What, though, the story didn't change. You, you've told the same story. You had yeah. to go to the bathroom, I-95, yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning, somewhere, I think, in South Carolina. And the next thing you know, you're looking, and there's a, a Bigfoot. That is 100% correct. It just looked at me. Like, it, 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 I mean, it turned its head to the right, it saw me, and it walked right into the marsh, right into the trees, and, and that was it. And I was, like, like shocked. Like, I, I couldn't even move. I was, like, petrified, like a piece of wood. I was, I couldn't even <laughs> move. Was, was this, like, near the Great PD or the Little PD River? I, you know, no, I don't know where it was. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. My th two of the guys in the car were, were all passed out. See, this is what makes Joey the best. I, in my... Oh. In my worldview, the best executive producer of the show ever. Just the stuff he kid, the the stories and the craziness and the obvious lunacy. Joey, oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Joey's stories are famous. Hey, you know, I remember also, and I've brought this up countless times on my shows over the years that Joey B had like the Ambien episodes. He was prescribed Ambien <laughs> because he was having trouble falling yeah. asleep, and then he was yeah. like sleep. He was sleep cooking. Didn't you wake up with like a fully made lasagna in your bed? Well, I, I mean, I, I, the bed was covered. I remember the two times for sure. I remember the bed was covered in mustard. Like, I, I don't know why I grabbed a bottle of mustard and it was like I squirted it all over and it was all over. And then the other time is when I had a half a gallon of fudge tracks ice cream and there was it, it, that was a disaster. Oh, oh Joey, that's going to be a frightening first couple of seconds. Has anything like that happened I, lately, Joey? Well, no, but I don't take that stuff anymore. I mean. That, that, I used to get up in the middle of the night. I would walk. I, I, it was that stuff made me bananas. Yeah, because you started cooking. Also, I, I think there was a story where you uh, made like a full lasagna dinner in the middle of the night, and you had no idea. And you woke yeah. up, you had pasta boxes in your bed, and all <laughs> kinds of crap. It was, it was, it was amazing. And I'd get up in the morning to come to the show. I was scared to go downstairs because I don't know what was going, what would happen. 
I mean, eggs were all over the place. <laughs> it, it was just, you know, it was a hodgepodge of what the hell I was doing. Joey, Joey, where are you now? Where do you live right as we're talking to you? Where are you? At this particular second? Yes. Yes. I am in Florida. Where in Florida are you? Deerfield Beach. Oh, so you're over on the East Coast. You're near, uh, you know, Boca Raton, Deerfield. And- Fort Lauderdale, yeah. Yeah. My, my father and his lady friend, they got a little place over there, so. Sounds like you're just living off your old man, no offense. <laughs> well, hey, listen to me. I, you know, I'm a good son. I do the right thing, you know. I mean, you know, he's getting old. He's getting up there. He's 81 now, so, you know, wow. I'm doing the good son thing. Now, Joey, if I recall correctly, is this the father that had the secret family other than your mom? Yeah, yeah, yes, that's correct. You know, he had a, his sister who tried to hire a hitman to have us all killed. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I, 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 hold on, hold on a second. I forgot let, about let, that, too. Yeah, the guys have forgotten about all this stuff. You guys found out that your father was married to mm-hmm. your mother, and you had your own siblings, but then in a whole different city or state, he had a whole separate family, right? He didn't have the children, but he, had, he lived an entirely different life. Yeah, that is correct. He had another wife. Uh, you know, they knew him by a different name, and uh, it was it was crazy. That's a good scam if you could work it out, man. Right. And then he, it he was... had it going for a long time, and then you know it finally you get sloppy, and then it went kaboom. But you know he's still with that woman. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Oh, so he, he's with the yeah. the second life wife. Yes, they've been together for over 40 years. Oh, my God. All right, and then you mentioned the hitman, and then what was yes. it? It was your it was your aunt to try to hire a hitman to take out him and you? Well, you know, his, my father's sister, who is the devil, um, she wanted, uh, her, you know, um, her, their parents had some property and some money, so she didn't want it to go into anybody. So she tried to hire a hitman to take us all out, so she would be the, the last one standing so she could get everything. But wait a minute. If, I, if my memory serves me correctly here, she didn't yes. want you She didn't want you killed. She wanted your tongue cut out because you were a radio broadcaster. That is 100% correct. I got a call one night. I will never forget. I was going to, a, I think I was going to see Blood Feast or Slayer in, in New York. Right. I don't remember who it was. And I got a call from the Merced, California FBI. I'd never forget it. And they told me they arrested her on solicitation to commit murder. And they, they, they laid the whole thing out. And yes, yeah, she wanted my mother pushed downstairs. She wanted my sister run over by a car. <laughs> Life's a lot slower now. And she wanted your tongue <sighs> cut out, right? Yes, so I couldn't do my job anymore. That is correct. <laughs> People are listening going, man, he's making all that stuff up. No. Well, this is all 100% true. So this has got you she hired. didn't want you killed. She just wanted you to go, <laughs> with no tongue. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. So, oh. yeah, that, that was crazy. Thank God that stuff's over. Yeah, the crazy part is oh, after you have like eight Bud Lights, that's how you sound anyway. Well, give or take, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's ask him something important. Do you still cook naked? I still cook naked. I still love to cook. I mean, you know, I'm getting ready to make some uh, Spanish rice with uh, shrimp tonight, so it's going to be a good night. Naked. Joey, <laughs> do you still have long hair? or what do you, What do you look like these days? I look exactly the same, except for the last, I'd say five years, I just have a mohawk now. 
(laughs) (laughs) Who the hell has a mohawk anymore, Joe? Good for you. I love Uh, you, Joey. Joey B has the mohawk. He's the best. That's who has it. Yeah. It's it's just so much easier, that long hair, you know. I probably kept that about five years too long. But, yeah, that's it. This is so nice, you know, just... And it's done. Joey, if we ever well, put the MJ Morning Show back together, are you available to be an executive producer for the third time? <laughs> what time you want me in the morning? <laughs> what time? That's that's the Joey B that I know. Joey, this has been you fantastic. Know, I may have been drunk. I may have been a little crazy, but Joey B came to work every day. Are you married? Are you seeing anybody? Do you have a steady girlfriend? What's the story with Joey B and the love life? Joey B's love life is... Same as it ever was, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. Good for you, Joe. Uh, hey, bro, things... Good to be me, baby. Well, one of my friends said the other day, he goes, you know, Joey B., you're like that group Semisonics, that song, Semi-Charmed Kind of Life. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. It's, the glass is half full on this side, my friend. It's a good tune. I saw a Bigfoot. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Joey B. Blast from the past from the MJ Morning Show. Joey, it has been wonderful yes. to reconnect. Thank you, boys. I really appreciate it. I'm smiling from ear to ear just hearing all your boys. It's like like no time passed. It's, that's how it feels to me. It's like, okay, another morning. Here I am with the guys. I know. That makes me feel good. Thank I love you. you. Joey, I'm going to be in touch. I'm going to get your number from Fester so we can keep in touch yeah. and not lose, uh, you know, lose each other for another 20 years, all right? Absolutely. 10-4. All right, Joey, great. Hey, thanks for coming on this episode of the MJ Morning Show podcast. Boys, thank you again for thinking of me. I really appreciate it. Love you, you Joey. Love you. Later, Joe. Peace out, boys. Peace out. That was another Joey B. expression all the time. And that was great. We got to get him back on again. That was a great phone call. He is so damn funny. Joey B. is one of my favorite people I've ever met in my whole life. Hey, speaking of phone calls, did we ever run the AT&T relay <laughs> phone call? Did did that run? Did that run on the show or yes. did that get nixed before it even ran or we ran it once and then we got threatened by AT&T or what what happened with that? We ran it 3 times. Okay. Twice in one morning and then another time the next day and right. then all hell broke loose. That's right. That's all right. Now, folks, if you don't remember this, this, and we had it in the archives. I can't believe we have this call. This was hysterical. And this was like the first one, and you were planning a whole series of these, right? This was going to be my, my, my future. This was my claim to fame Wait, right wait, here. wait, wait a minute. Let's not get crazy, okay? Me and Fesher were doing these together. Yes, okay? we did. Okay. All right. Fesher was the, the star of it. But right. I was the guy behind the scenes writing it. So it was a team effort. Let's not give Fester all the credit. All right, let's just take a second. Let's explain the whole concept of the AT&T relay call. I don't even know if they still do these. Fester, so explain what the AT&T phone relay call was all about. We got a call at the studio, and it was somebody using this service on us. And it took us oh. a minute to figure out what the hell was going on. Uh, and yeah. we figured out that people who can't speak, people... I, I, maybe deaf people or, or people who mute or people. mute people, I guess, uh, would use this service through AT and T, and the person had to type in uh, words on 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 one end, and the operator would say whatever you typed, whatever you typed. whatever. <laughs> right. So so we found the number and. We and then Liz was the Liz, right? You remember? I haven't heard this in years. I don't know if her name's Liz. Liz, Liz was the woman who was froggy. So everything the operator says, 
froggy typed, which he thought of, which was hysterical. And then I, of course, had my part as well. And we got into so much trouble for this. Who freaked out? Who, was it Was it our company that freaked out? Or was it, I think, AT&T called corporate? Yeah. Or yeah. What, what happened? Our company freaked out when AT&T, probably a multi-million dollar sponsor, Freaked right. out because now we're abusing a service for the for the <laughs> impaired. Impaired, yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a exactly. great service, though. All right, uh, I haven't heard this in a long time. This was the pulled AT and T relay call. Hi, uh, this is AT and T internet relay uh, relay call from Liz. Y- yes, I'll gladly take it. Uh, hey, babe, go ahead. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? Horny as hell for you right now. Go ahead. Oh, really, baby? What are you doing? I'm touching my breasts right now. Go ahead. Oh, really? What else are you doing? My finger's up my <laughs> Go ahead. You're such a naughty girl, Liz. Go ahead. I wish I had your in my hand right now. Go ahead. Um. Oh, I wish I can give you my right now. Go ahead. And want to lick your <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I'd love to let you lick Liz. Go ahead. Want to fondle your with my tongue. Go ahead. Oh, baby, you're making me so hot for you right now. Go ahead. Can I come over? I want to make hot monkey love with you. Go ahead. That sounds great. I'll be home at 5.30. Go ahead. Uh, I've been mad for four hours. Can't take much more. Come home now. Go ahead. Uh, You know I can't leave early, but I'll be home soon. Go ahead. Can't wait to play with your ring. Go ahead. That makes two of us. Go ahead. I want you to bring home a wiffle ball bat, and I want to shove <laughs> and lick it. Go ahead. I'll stop by Walmart on my way home and pick up the wiffle ball bat. I gotta go. I love you. See you soon. And um, end transmission there, operator. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> no, I can't believe how dirty that was. <laughs> I, uh, how the hell did we? We played that on the air three times? I wish we had the unedited version of that, because this is a podcast. Oh we could play that, God. right? Yeah, well, you could. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but listen, we were, we were a family show. How did we we played that? Oh, uh, our that management was... went nuts also. I think they got they got ticked off as well. And then somebody reported us to at Somehow AT&T found out, and... They got all the corporate. We, we got the riot act read to us, right? Did, didn't they like remove that from the computer and so yeah. it would never run again? How did I don't know how I had that on the hard drive. That was the most scared I was. Someone from AT and T found out it was over the radio. Hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people are in. Dude, that was filthy. That was yeah. And Fester, did you see how he just sort of sat there and didn't really do anything? <laughs> Meanwhile, he's the star of the thing. Meanwhile, the brilliance is coming from the other end. How filthy was I? Oh, that is crazy. And then the AT&T, I wonder if they still provide that service. They had to repeat whatever you (laughs) type. All right, so explain, Froggy, you were on a computer. How did that work? Okay, so there's a website. There used to be a website that you would go into, all right, and you would say, you know, so all you do is you put in a number there. 
So yep. then it connects, it calls the number. So I went to the computer in the back of the production room. I typed in the studio <laughs> line. The, it rang, and the operator calls the studio line. Then you just start typing him exactly what you want to say. And his voice was fantastic. Yeah, uh, I want to get a wiffle ball batted. <laughs> I'll stop by Walmart. <laughs> oh, that is just unbelievable. I don't think you get away with that one these days, can you? Why uh, not? Why not? That I don't could know. Be a, that could be a slight little problem. I uh, I don't think I could come up with that these days. Is AT and T a sponsor of the MJ Morning Show podcast right now? Who's who? Who uh, is there no. to get pissed? Uh, we ought to bring them on board, though, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Hey guys, do you mind if I deliver a little public service announcement here? The last public service announcement we did was the turkey fryer fire. <laughs> so you tread at your own risk, my friend. You know the actress. Yeah, that, that worked <laughs> out well. You know the actress Anna Ferris, right? Yeah. Do you know the story that happened to her around Thanksgiving time? Yeah, the uh, her family, um, yeah, uh, carbon yeah. monoxide? Yes. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, that is a scary, speaking of Thanksgiving and turkey fryer, her whole family, they were gathered at some, like, fancy, nice rental home in Lake Tahoe. So they rented a home. The whole family's there for Thanksgiving. They're cooking. And there was some kind of a, either a water heater or there was some kind of malfunction and it was filling their expensive rental home with carbon monoxide poisoning, and they almost all died. Jeez. They started to get woozy. They're about to pass out, and they evacuated the house. Uh, two or three of the family members had to be taken to the hospital. That's how bad the, the carbon monoxide poisoning was. It was like North Lake Tahoe, and that kind of is on, what, the Nevada and the California border. And I saw some fire spokesperson that said if they had gone to sleep, they'd all be dead. Oh my! Was this an Airbnb? It was some kind of expensive rental. I don't know if it was an Airbnb. But the bottom line here, and the reason why I want to bring this up, even though we're after Thanksgiving and the story's been around, is that this is the first uh, one that we're recording after Thanksgiving, is that I travel with a portable CO detector. Of course and you do. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Guys, listen, you're laughing at me, but if you don't go get a portable CO detector, you can buy them on Amazon. I got like a Kida, you know, the K-I-D-D-E. I've got, I think I spent thirty-four ninety-five. It's battery powered. It runs on a 10-year lithium battery. So you just chuck the thing away after 10 years. And I travel everywhere. Hotels, motels, holiday in. I travel internationally with this. I travel state to state. Wherever we are, this thing is like the size of like two decks of cards. It slips right into your carry-on luggage. And I've got peace of my, hey, there have been people that were like at a you know big chain hotel, and it happened that their room was outside of where the pool was, and there was some kind of malfunction on the pool heater, and it was spewing carbon monoxide into their room. It like killed the family. So I just want to impress upon everyone with the whole Anna Farah story. Well, she got her what claim to fame? Was she Scary Movie? Was that her deal? Yeah, Scary Movie is when she yeah really Scary came Movie through. one two whatever it was. She's, she's funny. Uh, yeah, so I just thought it was an important point to actually, among all of the useless drivel on this episode, is to drop in a public service announcement, go get a portable CO detector, because you ought to have CO detectors in your house anyway, but travel with one, and it could save your life. Now, I got a question for you. Do you have a holster for this thing? Like, how, Is it like a, like a beeper, this portable thing you have? 
Like anywhere you go, I, I'm having trouble picturing this. He clips Dude, it in his pajamas <laughs> when he's Dude, in hotel rooms. It's a no. You just how you paranoid are you? Luggage, you know, just make sure it's open in the room, but or put it on the counter, put it on a table. Everywhere Dude, you go, you want me to take this thing? It's like the size of like I, I, my cell phone now. I'm you know what it is? I'll give you an example. This is my Pixel Four XL. Okay. So. It is about the footprint of this, but maybe it's uh, an inch and a half or two inches high. It is a small device, and yeah, I take it where I go, and we just make sure it's out in the room, and if there's a carbon monoxide leak, it goes off, it'll beep, and it'll save your damn life. Don't make fun of me. I'm go not, do this. Uh, okay, I'm going to go get one right now. Rocky, I could have totally used this carbon monoxide detector in the Uber where this guy was <laughs> farting us out. <laughs> That would have. That would have let. Beep, 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 beep. Um, sir, your ass is displacing all of the oxygen in this Uber. My portable, my portable detector told me about it. Of course it. you, of course you travel with a portable CO detector. Excuse uh, me, Fester. there's a lot of CO in this room. My detector's going off. Beep, 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 beep. You know what? Go ahead, make fun of me all you want. This is a lifesaver, and I encourage everyone listening to this episode. Make sure you get a portable CO detector. You know, I bought mine on Amazon, and Kitta makes one. I'm telling you, like Amazon, it was like 35 bucks, and it's got a little LCD readout. So it tells you like parts per million on CO and how much carbon monoxide there is, if in, in fact there is any CO in the room. Cool. Just stop making fun of me, Frog. No, you're mocking me. No, you're it's mocking cool. me. It's the more you know segment. I kind of <laughs> wish I was inhaling carbon monoxide right now. <laughs> just, just right now. <laughs> Moving on. Public service yeah, is over. Yeah. Did you see the story of the race where one of the runners slapped the butt of a TV reporter live on television? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, the reason why I bring this up is because this is something that Fester would do. I, I would absolutely, but Fester would not be running a race. No, uh, no. That's number one. Let's but get that this, straight. This is the kind of activity that you would do. No, this is a huge story. A TV reporter was slapped on the rear end covering a race in Georgia. I think it was Savannah. Yeah, it was. WSAV Television, an anchor by the name of Alex Bozargian. 23 years old, has filed an official police report with Savannah Police earlier this week because a runner that went by slapped her butt as he was running by on a bridge. And it turns out the anchor was just like shocked on live television and has now filed a report. It turns out, this is crazy, it turns out that the guy that slapped the reporter's butt Happens to be like a youth minister and a Cub Scout leader as well. That's and just, he's in a schnitload of trouble. That's just an occupational hazard for these uh, roving reporters. Always be prepared. Isn't that their, their uh, logo or comment? What is it? <laughs> that's their saying. They're saying. <laughs> yeah, but that's a violation. I mean, you should you not slap. The, you, I mean, come on. You don't slap the butt of a female TV reporter. And the guy's all apologetic. He's had this uh, report. There could be charges filed against him. This guy, The guy's name is Callaway. Mm. And he's actually, he's an heir to the massive Callaway golf fortune. No, I, I, I have no idea. Uh, Tommy Callaway, 43 years old. From Savannah, a married father of two, he apologized for the awful act. He said it was an awful mistake in an interview that he gave to the Anchors TV station, WSAV Television. 
I've taken so much away from her. I never intended to. He says, I feel awful. I feel embarrassed, ashamed. I'm taking responsibility. He said, I apologize. It was not right. It was this guy's contrite. Dude, he's this, like doing everything but, you know, lick her feet at this point. Oh, that'd be which, another charge. That'd be it? a totally separate charge. <laughs> that'd be a whole separate thing. He's already in enough trouble. I wonder how the booty is. I mean, it must be amazing. If, I mean, hmm. uh, Froggy, come on. Oh, I mean, listen. this is, you can't do this. I'm this not is, saying I would ever do it. I'm just saying it should be a part of the story, maybe yeah, a profile I, pic. Guy says he was caught up in the moment and doesn't know what the hell came over him. But this has turned into a big story. This guy could be in some legal trouble here. I bet you she's gorgeous. She must be. 20, <laughs> I bet you she's gorgeous. 23-year-old. No, I've seen uh, the video. No, the video's online. It's, folks, if you want to find it, just, just Google or Bing, TV reporter slapped on butt, and the video's going to come up. It's all over the place. So, so you saw it, the booty? It'll be easy to find. I mentioned a special crotchety Christmas phone call. Now, memory-wise, how many Christmas-related crotchety calls do you guys remember? If I'm being honest with you, I can only remember one. <laughs> and <laughs> which one was it? Uh, it was Drunk Santa at the mall. Yeah. Yep. How many were uh, there? Whole I CDs think, worth, right? Well, we had a bunch of CDs, but there were, whether it was Crotchety Christmas, Crotchety Christmas 2. Right, but how many Christmas-themed calls did you have? I, I, know, I know. I'm trying to remember. So we had the Drunk Santa at the mall. We had the Christmas lights that malfunctioned. Oh, Tickle Me Elmo Wood. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, that was a funny one as well. Isn't it Tickle Me Elwood? Well, it, it, it was tick, no, Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo Wood. Yeah, but I, I kept calling it Tickle Me Elwood, yeah, and Elwood. then the guy said, like, Tickle Me Elmo Wood. <laughs> I mean, that was a great call as well. So which one are we playing here? I think we're going to play the Drunk Santa at the mall, because also... Uh, Festa, didn't you do some crazy bit after we did this call? Didn't you take this to, like, real life? Yeah. <laughs> I dressed up as a Santa Claus and went to the mall. With right, a- hold on. Hold on to that thought. Let's play the call, and then we'll get Fester's story right after the call. This is a classic crotchety old man call. Milton Fludge Cowell, thank God you've answered. This is the drunk mall Santa call where we called the mall to complain. Good morning, Home Living Oh, thank God you answered. Let me speak to the moron manager. Just hold on, sir. Jack Humphreys. Is this the moron manager? Uh, who am I speaking with? Are you the idiot that hired no. that... One, one, one minute. Are you the butt white that hired that drunken Santa Claus? Wait a minute. What are you talking about, drunken Santa Claus? Let me get a word in edgewise. I brought my daughter to the mall. Fat little kid named Estelle, but that's beside the point. She's seven years old and she was traumatized by your liquored up and drunk and completely smashed wait, 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 out of... Wait a minute. What do you mean drunk? What are you talking your about? Your Santa Claus reeked of no, liquor. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on, sir. You're making uh, some serious accusations. Damn right I am. Your Santa Claus was all smashed and liquored up and it was breathing and frothing and threw up on my uh, little... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We use several Santa Clauses here. Uh, when were you into the mall? I was in there about two or seven days ago. 
Well, can you be more specific? Because uh, it was a big hey, which Santa Claus this was. It was a big fat guy with a white beard, and he smelled like a freaking liquor store. All I can tell you is it gets worse from here. Your damn Santa Claus, after he was all liquored up and was breathing all over my kid, bit my little daughter on the head. Now she's tested positive for rabies. Wait a minute, you're saying that our Santa Claus bit your daughter? Wouldn't someone have said something about this while you were here? You're an idiot. Is what you are. Oh, wait a How can you? Get, wait a minute. How can you? You're getting damn abusive to me. I don't have to take this from you. How can you hire such a moron? Are well, you? Wait a minute. Keep talking, schmuck face. <laughs> Listen, you're getting very abusive to me. I don't have to take this kind of crap from you. I haven't and even. I am getting Listen. very fed up with this situation. I haven't I think even. You better stop this right now. If you have a complaint to make, you come down to my office, fill out the forms, and we'll take it from there. You sound drunk. Are you drunk? You listen to me. Uh, you second. sound drunk. I sound drunk. I think you're drunk. You, who do you think you're calling up and harassing? You're all liquored up too. Something you call my office. You're gonna harass me. Hold on a sec. Down here, and you fill out the forms like everybody else does. Time out, Humpy. I also. It's Humphreys. Humphreys. I also gotta fill out an accident report because when I wait, what accident report? When I was leaving, you're stinking more. I slipped and fell on a wet spot and I cracked up three ribs. Oh, come on now. Now you're trying to pull a phony insurance scam? And I chipped a vertebrae. You what? I chipped a vertebrae. Come on. Get, get, get. Let me make a leg. Hey, let me make a list for you. Drunk Santa, bit my kid, has rabies, fell down, broken ribs. Ah, uh, you know something? You're just a phony baloney. Goodbye. <laughs> There it is, the drunk Santa Claus. By the way, that was uh, a mall in Virginia. I, I remember explicitly <laughs> where that was. But I'll just say Virginia Mall. So after that ran, we decided to like take that real live action, and we said Fester. Wh which mall was it in the Tampa Bay area? The mall is no longer there. It was the Pinellas Square Mall. Oh, yeah. And I went with a group of guys, a couple of guys, because we had a couple of people shooting video. And I was drunk. I mean, you I were really drunk, though. I, I was. You were drinking Mad Dog 2020, weren't you? I was having a couple <laughs> of sips of the nips. But you stumbled into the mall. You had a full Santa <laughs> outfit on, and we had cameras, video cameras, and you were stumbling. You were holding a liquor bottle. Yeah. <laughs> walking around. I laid down on the escalator. Yeah, remember going that? Up. <laughs> it went all the way up with him laying down past I walked it. around. I walked around the actual Santa display. <laughs> There's a man in there getting paid to be Santa, and there's me. Hey, kids, <laughs> sit on my lap. This is before that movie, Bad Santa, too. Would your, would your mother like to sit on my lap? Mom, come here. So what happened? You guys got thrown out by security, or did yeah. they also probably... I'm sure that Pinellas Square Mall was an advertiser on the radio. Did we get in trouble for that as well? The security guard at the time. Yeah, Paul and, Blart Mall Cop. Well, you know the kind of person that elevates to the lofty position of mall cop was a friend of mine from high school so, oh, really? so he's like just go ahead dude <laughs> pretty funny he was laughing along he played dumb so we got plenty of great footage he was great there was, there was some aftermath problems right didn't after the fact didn't we somehow hear from the mall or didn't we get talked to about that one we, always 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 
Yeah. Got talked to after the fact. Where's the video of this? I mean, we, we how much stuff have we done? We've forgotten about 95% of the crap that we did over 18 years of the MJ Morning Show. That's why it's fun to go to that, that flashback website that I send you. You go to that website and go look at all the old stuff. The Wayback? Yeah, the Wayback Machine. Does that have video on it? Yeah. Maybe we can find it on there. I'm going to oh, look. Oh, man. You're going to find all those old videos when you were wrapping uh, bubble tape to push out of the van. Oh. <laughs> Too funny. We got to talk about you jumping off the Gandhi Bridge that time. That was another great. Oh, write that down for the next episode. Now that was the aftermath of all. That was bad. That was that was problematic. Fester, you remember when you jumped off the Gandhi Bridge? Of course, I remember. <laughs> oh, of course, that was a lot of preparation. Live during the morning show. <laughs> all right, Froggy. Anything you want to bring up before we shut down this episode? Uh, no, it's been fun. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. It's been great, Fester. Anything else? <laughs> No, I'm ready. All right, folks, please do us a favor. Spread the word. This is now episode number five. So five episodes. Let everyone you know, friends, relatives, countrymen, co-workers, whomever, let them know the MJ Morning Show is back. And all you have to do is go to MJMorningShow.com. So I retained that website, by the way. I own it mjmorningshow.com and all the platforms on where to listen and subscribe and download or instantly listen it's all on the website we're on all the major platforms so you know subscribe so you know when a new episode drops right now we're still at just uh, bi-weekly so every two weeks a new MJ Morning Show episode comes out you know we're talking about going to weekly at some point mjmorningshow.com for all the updates, information. Uh, we're getting a ton of email, loads of positive. We ran out of time in this one. I don't want to go too long, but I got a pile of listener email as well. Uh, I'm trying to respond personally to every single email. So at mjmorningshow.com on the website, you can send email. It's it's easy. It's mj at mjmorningshow.com. So if you want to send some email, comments, questions, suggestions, stuff that you remember that we forgot about, MJ at MJMorningShow.com and of course the website MJMorningShow.com on Twitter my personal feed is at Todd Schnitt that's at T-O-D-D-S-C-H N-I-T-T and we'll see you next time for episode number 6 The MJ Morning Show Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crushell. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.